And good morning, good day, good evening. I am, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today we are back with episode 73 of Tech for Tea. Uh, I didn't really have a way to start this, but because I've been talking about it a lot recently anyway, I might as well start with the, uh, the thing that Kingdom Hearts wanted to talk about. So I've been getting a couple of recommendations for ways that you can basically break a lot of the games. So a lot of these games have like very interesting ways they were designed, which allows for some really weird speedrun strats, especially if you're doing a randomizer and can get abilities way earlier than you should be getting them. Um, like with KH2, if you do the Thousand Heartless fight and you have Magnega, where basically that, what it does is it attracts enemies together and then does damage to them. With the Thousand Heartless fight though, uh, because the PS2 can't exactly handle a thousand entities being on screen at once, uh, the way it handles that is if you look at an enemy, then it'll bring it into, basically bring it into frame, and if it's close enough. But if you stare at the ground, um, it doesn't know what to do and just spawns everything around you and also spawns them directly where you're standing. So combining that with uh, the Magnega ability basically breaks that fight and you can win it in like two minutes. Uh, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, one game in particular that does it very different from the entire rest of the franchise. This is the only game in the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise that has this combat system. And that is Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. So if you have never seen um, any gameplay of this game, basically the way it works, I'll see if I can find a picture of the combat. Yeah, that'll work. Um... Thank you, IGN.com. Oh, that's an old IGN logo that we're seeing right there. Jesus. This is an article from 2012. Uh, I just want to see the picture. I don't want to see the actual article. Here we go. Um, and you're not seeing most of it. There we go. So off in the bottom left-hand corner, you've got this, uh, this deck system. And then when you actually uh, want to attack something, you play one of these cards and then it will do an attack. So rather than being able to just use attacks whenever you want and use abilities whenever you want, the only way that you can actually use attacks and abilities is by playing these cards. And uh, in the case of doing abilities, you're going to want to play like certain cards at once. Like let's say you want to do the lethal frame ability. That's going to be the stop spell plus I think two attack cards. Uh, I'll get back to lethal frame in just a moment because lethal frame is part of the reason why this game is horrendously broken. Um, so yeah, that's basically how that works. But the enemies are also going to be attacking with cards as well. And you might notice that the uh, the cards all have a number on them. So basically, if your number is higher than the other card that's played, then another card cannot be played by like one of the enemies until that card has been used up. So if it's an attack card, once you've swung your Keyblade, then that card will be just thrown back into, I guess... I guess it's your graveyard, whatever you want to call it. It'll be thrown back into the card pool, and then you can reload your deck and... I guess... I would, yeah, probably not graveyard in that case. It'd be thrown back into your deck, and then you can, like, reload the deck. Anyway. This means the game has a built-in stun lock mechanic. So, if you keep playing cards that are higher than the enemy cards, they are not able to attack you. This, for obvious reasons... Uh, leads to problems. So, <laughs> Lethal Frame. Lethal Frame is an ability where basically you stop time and you do like, I think, three or four attacks and it does 
usually like half of a boss a boss's health bar. Uh, Kingdom Hearts bosses have like multiple layers of health bars, uh, so it does like one of those layers. And there are ways you can set up your deck which don't require any thinking. Uh, where basically you can just chain lethal frames and then throw in an elixir to reload your deck without losing any cards and win. Just you win every fight. It's just impossible to lose when you have this combination. Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Like I think it also was a problem in the original GBA version, just chain of memories, not rechain of memories. It's a very broken game. Like, you would have thought that, hey, maybe they would address this in the HD remake. Nope, they just left it as it is broken. Um like there's a this isn't a spoiler, the game came out years and years ago. Um, I guess it is a spoiler for a very old game. But the final boss is going to be an organization member, it's going to be a Malusha. Uh, and you're supposed to actually struggle on this boss fight. But I was watching a video just before. Let's see if I can actually find said video. I'm not going to play the audio for obvious reasons. Uh, or the ad. Um, what is this an ad for? Oh, it's an ad for Rocket League. Okay. Um, so basically what you can do in this fight. Uh, let's see if we can start, find the start of the fight. Uh, at this at this stage, not using um, lethal frame. At this stage, spamming mega flare because it would be difficult to hit mega uh, to hit a lethal frame on something that's moving like this. So you can literally just keep using the same ability over and over again, and you'll notice that every time the enemy tries to attack, there's going to be a card break, and that's basically what's happening here. So if you have card values that are higher than the enemy card, um, the card the enemy is trying to play, it's going to do this card break thing, and you can just Keep doing this over and over and over and over again, and the game doesn't stop you. It's not like, oh, uh, now let's give the enemy a zero-cost card, and then it instantly breaks. So zero-cost is basically a special card that no matter what the cost of um, the thing the enemy has played, your card is always going to break that. The disadvantage of using zero cost cards, though, is if you go, if you like do a combo like they were doing here with um, Mushu and then two fire cards, um, or this next one here where this Mushu is zero, the zero doesn't uh, come into play if you have anything combined with it. Basically, it's going to be the combined value in this case. But normally, if you play zero cards by themselves or you play a combo of zero cards, then you will actually have that. And as you can see, just one first stage of the fight already without even having to try. And you can just keep doing this. And for the record, this is on proud mode, which is the hardest difficulty in the game. And this is also a no damage run as well. Chain of Memories is probably the easiest game in the entire franchise to break this hard. Like, sure, you can break the, um, uh, let's see if I can... Find it. Roxas Quick Run. Roxas Quick Run Cheese. Um, here we go. This is a Stickman Sham video. That'll work. So you can break fights in Kingdom Hearts 2. And this is how speedrunners basically manage to optimize the game. Because fights like uh fights like the Roxas fight here are supposed to take like a reasonable amount of time. Uh, basically the idea with this one is you're supposed to keep running away from Roxas until uh, until this point right here. So he's going to do an attack where you're going to have to do a reaction command. Um, or I guess it's not reaction command, it's just a command in your deck. And then you get given these magical keyblades. And you can just 
you don't actually have to um, attack in this case. If you attack, you end up giving, uh, you end up building up Roxas's um, revenge value and you end up making him retaliate. But doing it like this, quick running into the wall and just not letting Roxas really move. Um, yeah, you could just keep doing this and he just won't do anything. I can like skip ahead and he's going to be doing it the entire time, just whittling down his health. This is not something you're supposed to be able to do in this game. So you can break the other Kingdom Hearts games, absolutely. But it's not as obvious as, as Rechain of Memories, where every single fight in that game can just be won with a combination of Mega Flares and Lethal Frames. I guess the only time you can't do Mega Flares is against Axel, because Axel has a, um, a fire resistance. Uh, but there is a way to cheese Axel's fight as well. Recom Axel card. Let's see if I can find it. Recom Axel card. Here we go. Recom Axel versus his own card. Uh, basically what you can do in this fight. Let's see. Uh, let's see. So this copies the, uh, the card your opponent is using. And basically what ends up happening here is you end up basically getting uh, a complete resistance to fire. Like, you cannot be damaged. He can damage you with his, um, his uh, melee attacks there, but besides the melee attacks, you basically just can't be damaged. Like, this is how broken this game is. <laughs> like, I love Retainer Memories. It's... It is a really fun game, even if you don't cheese the hell out of everything. Honestly, I think it's more fun if you don't cheese the game like this. But if you want to, and you want to speedrun the game, you really can. Like, just thinking slightly outside of the box, not running a deck where it's like, oh, I'm going to use regular attacks and, like, mix stuff up. If you just use the broken abilities and nothing else, the game just breaks. <laughs> and I love it. I love this game. It's, it's so much fun. I really want to get back to, um, I want to get through Kingdom Hearts 1 at some point so we can actually go and play this on stream. Obviously, I could jump to the next game, like, nothing's stopping me doing that, but I want to finish KH1 first. Um, and I'm probably going to end up playing through the entire series. I don't know if it's going to be, like, release order or what I'm going to do, but I will be playing through the entire series. Eventually, I will be playing through KH3, and I would like to play, um, Melody of Memories at some point as well. That's the, uh, the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. At some point it will happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when. A very long time from now, I guess. When I eventually, um, when I eventually finish everything else up to that point, it's gonna take a while. It's definitely gonna take a while. Uh, because we're on the uh, the topic of uh, of video games, I saw I saw this announcement just before I was gonna start. I was like, okay, okay, sure. We can talk about this. Why not? Um, there's a Nickelodeon Smash clone coming out. Now, I don't use the term game clone lightly. Uh, I know I throw around like Souls-like and things like that, but this game looks exactly like a Smash game if you just gave everyone a, Nickel <clears throat> a Nickelodeon skin. So it's basically what it, what it is. It, it's Smash with Nickelodeon characters. Um, but unlike the, what was it, PlayStation, what was the one, PlayStation All-Star Battle, was that the one that came out on the PS3? Uh, PlayStation All-Star, All-Stars Battle Royale, 
Yeah, here's the one. Uh, this game that came out on the PS3. I remember when this came out and nobody cared. Like, at all. Um, but yeah, no one cared about that one. But this game, this game in particular. I'm not going to play the audio because I don't trust Nickelodeon not to uh, strike this. So you got basically, uh, you got three decades of Nickelodeon characters. Hey, that's cool. Uh, this looks exactly the same as Smash. Even down to like when someone gets knocked off the stage, like the same smoke particle effects. It looks like the exact same game. And that's not a bad thing. Like Smash is fun, but... <laughs> Like, this is too close to Smash. Like, way, way too close. I'm not going to play it because I don't really care about, like, 2D fighters like this. Um, do you know what? This is going to be the next big eSport. Who cares about, uh, who cares about Rocket League? Who cares about even Smash? Man, we're going to play as, uh, we're going to play as Helga and win the World Championships. I actually don't even recognize, like, half the Nickelodeon characters. I didn't watch much Nickelodeon as a kid, um, because in Australia we didn't get too many of that, uh, too much of that stuff on free TV. I do obviously, like, recognise, you know, the, the most memorable ones, like, obviously, the Ninja Turtles, and obviously SpongeBob, and, like, a couple of others, but, hey, if you're a big Nickelodeon fan, maybe this is the coolest thing that you've ever seen, and I'm sure there's, like, way, way more characters they're planning to introduce if the game actually does well. And it probably will do well, because it's literally just Smash. If it plays well, uh, I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. It's going to be on the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch this fall. If it's on the Xbox Series X, why is it not on PC? Because this is just a Windows 10 machine. Very strange. Presumably, it'll come out on PC at some point. Um, does it say it has crossplay? Does not say it has crossplay. Oh, that is a. Oh God. Oh God. What is that face that SpongeBob is making? If I can uh, make this a uh, little. Okay, I can't make. <laughs> I can't make the quality better. Oh, there we can. Uh, let me see it. Look at that. That is. That is a very, very cursed face. It does look graphically not the best. Like, you can see the models are not, not the most, not the most high res. Um, you can really see it in the case of, like, the SpongeBob characters. Like, I'm sure they're going for, like, a style here, but, like, this is a, uh, this is a PS4 game, and that's, uh, I can count the edges. <laughs> if I can count the edges on a PS4 game, and you're not going for a style, there's a problem. But weirdly, not everything is like that. Like, Sandy's, um, bowl head, Sandy's helmet, that one, uh, is round, but her face isn't. So, what's the deal there? I don't know. And there have been, like, good-looking SpongeBob games. Like, you can have a SpongeBob art style that actually looks good. Uh, this is not so much. But, hey, I'm, I'm just judging it based on its art style at this point. And ultimately, if the gameplay holds up, hey, 
I think it, I think it would be hilarious if like there actually was if this became like the next big esport. I I want it to happen, especially because Nintendo doesn't really like supporting esports with Smash or any of their games. Really, uh, they don't like the idea of making their their games competitive, even though people are going to make them competitive themselves. So they might as well just cash in on that. Um, but because that is the case. If you want a game that plays like Smash, I want this I want this to be the new the new biggest esport. Make it happen guys. Make it happen. I want it to, I want to see it happen. Uh I'm probably not going to play it, but I want it. <laughs> I may also be technically superior to Smash Bros in at least one way according to Kotaku. The game's developers have promised to implement rollback netcode on supported platforms, a lag reduction technique for online multiplayer fighting games that Smash Bros lacks. <laughs> Next big esport. I'm I'm telling you now. Make it happen. Make it happen. That would be the funniest thing. Also, this this Patrick is questionable. Actually, that makes it even weird. Like, Patrick clearly is a fairly high-res model, but then Sandy's face looks like this. So, I'm sure there's something going on there. Maybe it's just alpha footage or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, video games. Video games are cool. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is certainly, certainly no exception. Um, you know what? We're just going to keep on the video game trend and talk about some more video games. So, I don't know if I've talked on this podcast about my love for Dark Souls, but I love Dark Souls. Dark Souls is very fun. I have probably put in easily over 100 hours into it. Well, that's just on, like, the first game. Over the entire franchise, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played all the way through 3 yet. I know it's been out for a very long time. Uh, 2, I've played a lot, even though 2 is not very good. I suffered through two. Um, maybe it's good if you don't compare it to one. I, I started on one, though, and one is a absolute masterpiece. Uh, but one also has a really big modding scene, because after you've played a game for that long, like, you need to mod the game to make it big, to make it actually be fun again. That's why people play Kingdom Hearts randomizers. That's why, I don't know, people have Thomas the Tank Engine mods installed in Skyrim. That's why all of this stuff happens. Modding keeps a game like that alive. Uh, and Dark Souls is no exception. Dark Souls does have a randomizer mod, which is terrifying. Like, randomizer of enemies and randomizer of items. Uh, both of those... Both of those... Crazy. There's even one where, like, it randomizes your, your weapons every i think like second or something like that so every time like every, just every second your weapon just changes and this can be any weapon in the game so you could go from having like a broken sword to having um what was the big hammer called let's see dark souls one hammer the the demon hammer that's what i'm thinking of uh not the blacksmith hammer yeah yeah this one the uh the demon's great hammer where if you get this at the start of the game, which you probably will, considering it's changing every second, uh, you just won't be able to attack properly with it because it requires 46 strength, which you don't have at the start of the game. 
But yeah, there's tons of mods like that. And <clears throat> I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I found another one. Or, or I guess The Verge made an article about another one. So let's see if we can find... I guess this video will work for now. We'll see if we can find the other one uh, and show you that one. Because that one should be a better representation. Shows you a bit of gameplay. This is a dark... Oh yeah, also... Um, Warning to anyone who is prone to motion sickness, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yes, mod. Basically, this mod makes it so almost all of the textures in the game are scrolling. <laughs> Which, why? Why would you do this? It doesn't show up that badly when you're not moving. Like, if... The camera's moving fine a little bit, but there's another video of gameplay, and gameplay is where it becomes seriously bad. This is just, like, kind of annoying. <laughs> it does, it is a little bit disorientating, but it's just kind of annoying more than anything. Uh, sorry, it was Kotaku, not The Verge, my bad. Here's another uh, view of it, but... There should be a gameplay video in here. Dark Souls intro. Uh, Dark Souls gameplay. Here it is. No, don't play the audio. And put it at 1080p. Now. This is what it looks like. <laughs> move around. Uh, if we move Yeah, here we go. That's actually just... That hurts to look at. That honestly does hurt to look at. I hope the mod does have a setting for, like, how fast it can move, because I feel like making it move faster might make the experience even worse. Like, ultimately, it doesn't change any of the environment or anything like that, so if you know where everything is, it's going to be fine. But it certainly does make it seem like you, at least for, the, for a while, does make it seem like, you know, you might slide off the edge or something like that. Especially if you're just looking at the ground, you're not seeing anything, like, else moving around. <laughs> it's a very, very weird way to play the game. I didn't know you could fit across that side. Huh. I don't know whether I would ever want to play the game like this. Couldn't even find the edge, love it. I don't know whether I'd want to play the game like this. This seems... This seems horrible. But, you know, if you've played a game for two... 300 hours and you still like the game i guess there's something you have to there's some part of you that has to just make the game painful to keep enjoying it i guess that's why people do things like um what the stupid blindfolded runs or the guitar hero controller runs or blinded with a guitar hero controller because why why not just make the challenge even worse i think dark souls 1 is always going to have people doing stuff like this because of like how that text is not moving. Oh, wait, is it? Wait, hold up. That texture isn't moving. What the hell? Why was the outside not move? Wait, why is that wall not moving? I don't know. Or is it? Wait. Am I just losing my mind and it actually is? Wait, now it... Okay, maybe this mod is way worse than I thought it was. That wall was not moving before, and then it's moving from a different angle. Okay, I changed my mind. I hate this. Well, I hated this already, but I hate this more, uh, and I want nothing to do with it. But if you're a crazy person, 
check out this article, and I think there's a, mod, a link to the mod. You can probably find it if you, like, Google the mod as well, but, yeah. Pain. Pain Peko. Not my cup of tea, but this is. I'm sorry for the bad joke. Please don't unsubscribe. Or you could, if you want to. I'm, I'm not okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> video games. Yes 8. Yes. I've been playing Yes 8 a lot recently. And when I tried to play it last time, uh, the game the game broke a lot. So Yes, yes 8 has uh, some questionable design choices in regards to its PC port. It is a... I think it's a Bandai Namco game? Wait, I, wanna, I just want to double check that. I think it is. Regardless, the PC port is a mess. And I was playing... Uh, perfectly fine with keyboard and mouse. No, it's not, of course not Bandai Namco. It's NIS uh, America and NIS Falcom. Or Nihon Falcom. Anyway. Yes. PC port. Mess. Uh, I was playing perfectly fine with keyboard and mouse. I don't like playing JRPGs or really any sort of action RPG with keyboard and mouse. I would like to play it on controller. It's just easier for me to play. I like having an analog stick. This makes my life better. And this game came out first on console, so you'd expect, you know, the controller to work fine. Nope, doesn't. So, keyboard and mouse it was. And then the keyboard and mouse control stopped working properly, so I can't use spacebar to jump in that game. And I had to double check that the spacebar on my new keyboard hadn't just stopped working. The, 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 the spacebar on my keyboard works fine. No problems whatsoever. Uh, it just stopped working in-game. I tried to, like, swap over my, uh, my spacebar over to another key and then bind the, um, the jump button to that key so it basically acts as if my spacebar was, like, the letter X or something like that. Didn't work, just straight up didn't register when I pressed that key. So, that was really annoying. And I had no fix for it. So my fix for it is I'm just going to not play this game with a with a jump key set to spacebar. So my jump key is now X. I have never played a game where I had to jump with X. And do you know how many times I miss the jump key when it's this fucking small? Like this is this is a spacebar. Okay, we've seen a spacebar before. Th do you know how small a regular key is relative to the spacebar? The answer is very fucking small. So, yeah, that's, um, that's really annoying. I'm still loving the game. This is the problem. Yes, 8 is really, really, really good, and I'm going to keep playing it. But that was really annoying when I, I had to deal with it, because I sat there for like 40 minutes, tr not 14, 40, 4-0, trying to debug this game, like deleting my configs, trying anything get it to work and nothing would fix it and apparently this issue exists over on um over on the windows version as well this game's been out for like two years occasionally it just breaks hopefully our uh, monstrum nox is better i don't know otherwise i i might just i might, I might just play it on ps4 like yeah the game looks really good on pc but I might have to buy it on console if if it's going to be a mess like that. The game's fun, though. The game is fun. There is now a uh, parrot called Little Paro, and Little Paro is probably my 
second favorite character in the game. He had, uh, he just, okay, so basically this, uh, this parrot showed up out of nowhere. The, uh, the captain of the ship that we were on was like, yo, I found this parrot and I domesticated it in like 20 minutes. Like, how? Sure, okay, whatever. And then he like trained it to speak in like another 10. Like, mate, how does this bird speak in fully formed sentences? He's not like, oh yeah, I just taught it to say like, hello, and Polly want a cracker. No, this bird can like actually just speak like any other person. And there's a really fun line. Um, I was even find the specific, specific line. It should be in my screenshots folder, shouldn't it? Um... Uh, I won't be able to show it to you because of my weird recording setup. Uh, I'm just a bird. I know nothing. It's like, all right, sure. If you say so. Uh, if you say so, game. Here we go. Here's another fun one, actually. Actually, I can show you. I can just put it in my web browser. Here we go. Uh, there's also a fishing mechanic in this game, which I didn't know about. And this fucking fishing mechanic is needlessly detailed. Like, this game is a JRPG about exploring an island and going through dungeons. And the fishing mechanic is, like, more in-depth than most fishing games. And I don't understand why. I, I love it. I, I love when any game introduces a fishing mechanic because I like fishing and... Any excuse to do it is going to be a good uh, a good excuse to do so. Um, but <laughs> I've noticed this game has like some really weird details that don't actually matter. Um, <clears throat> so, and then other times it just doesn't care about you doing stupid shit. As we can see right here, <clears throat> I am currently playing as Laksha. Uh, she is quite short, and I am. Standing probably, what, a meter and a bit underwater. And you can make it worse. Basically, as long as your head is above the water, you can breathe perfectly fine. And even if your head is underwater, the game doesn't stop you from fishing. <laughs> like, you can literally be submerged underwater and just, like, throw out your fishing rod. And the game's like, that's fine. You're going to be, like, drowning to death as you do so. But the game does not care. Uh, I have another picture here. It's not as... It's not cropped as well. Um, I think this is from the... This is from the... Uh, yeah, this is from the other side. So, as you can see, literally up above her chest. It's like, yes, this is fine. This is how a normal human fishes. <laughs> the game doesn't care. Um, but the reason why I say it's, like, more in-depth than uh, some fishing games is each of the individual characters you can play, for some reason, have, like, different, um, different, uh, what's the word? Different fishing characteristics. It's not like, oh, yeah, you throw out your fishing rod and you can catch a fish. No. Um, Adol is a, uh, he is a balanced fisher, so he'll, like, catch just, you know, he he's the baseline. He's just a normal fisherman. But then you've got, um, what's his name? Shit, now I'm... Uh, what was his name? Ah, uh, I will. I will start with Laksha. You've got Laksha who uh, specializes in rare catches. I don't know what that means, but I, I, I guess that means if you fish with Laksha, you like, uh, you potentially catch rarer fish. I haven't seen anything rare, um, but I, 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 I guess that's what it means. <laughs> um, where is it? No, this is year seven. I want year eight. 
Sahad. So Sahad is uh is a fisherman, and his ability is or his um his fishing characteristic is I think it's something like uh e experienced fisherman. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea. It's just like yeah, that's just that's just how it works, I guess. It's like sure, okay, game, okay. And I presume that the other party members we're going to get as well also have um also have different sort of uh characteristics with their fishing also there's like a fish size system and going to different locations you'll catch different fish there's a fish grading system it doesn't matter the only literally the only reason to catch fish in this game is so you can catch more fish like i'm not even joking <laughs> like sure you get like a couple of extra items but all of the items you get from, at least from what I've seen so far, you can just find laying on the ground. It's like, oh, I caught this fish and it came with driftwood. Like, why does the fish have driftwood? Fucked if I know, but it does. <laughs> also, you get, um, you get white meat, which is useful for catching more fish because to get bait, you need to merge white bait and red, uh, sorry, white meat and red meat. I don't actually have a a red meat fishing spot though but not oh, red meat farming spot yet but with white meat uh i think just off of like the main air or the the main hub area there's like a bunch of these giant crabs and you can just kill the crabs and they all just drop white meat so presumably there's like an enemy similar to that that also drops red meat but i really like the way the other the there's two things i really like with this game besides the other things i've said already um, the way that it handles its, uh, world progression, rather than being like, oh, here's like a, here's an arbitrary door you can't open. The game gives a reason for why things can't be progressed. So there's this place near the start of the game, which you can get very early on, that is blocked by a giant log. This log probably weighs like five ton, but ignore, ignore that. We can just like... We can deal with it anyway. So the way they block off areas in this game basically is by saying you need to have a certain number of people in your village and then those people can help you move stuff. This one specifically needed five people. There's stuff later in the game where you need like 10 or 20. I don't know how many people total we're going to have, um, but that's how it locks off its areas. And I think that's a really, actually a really neat way of doing it because it gives you a legitimate reason why you can't progress through that area. Not like with Pokemon where it's like, hey, there is a tree here. Do you want to cut it down? Well, you don't have cut yet. You can't cut that down. Even though you literally have, like, giant animals that can, like, beat the shit out of each other. No, you can't cut this tree down. Whatever. Like, this is a legitimate reason. You're just a dude. You can't move a giant tree by yourself. That makes sense. Um... And then as you're actually bringing more people into your village, because you're on... Basically, the, the setup for this game is uh, you're on a deserted island because the, the boat that you're on was attacked by a kraken. It, it, JRPG. It's just accept it, except it, but that's basically why you're on this island. Uh, and you're basically trying to, like, survive... You're trying to find survivors um, who were on the, the crashed ship. Surprisingly, everyone so far has been alive and not injured. I call bullshit, but whatever. They want to introduce uh, this mechanic anyway. 
And certain characters you go and like bring into your village actually open up like new, um, not, I guess, I guess shops probably would be the best way to put it. And the game doesn't, the game actually handles its shop system fairly well, actually, because obviously you're on like a deserted island. Um, no one obviously is going to care about, about money. What you're actually going to be like purchasing stuff in is items. Like there's a barter system in this game. It's not a barter system. Like you can't change how much stuff is worth, but it, it has like this barter system in place of a currency system. So if you want to like buy, um, I don't know, you want to buy leather gloves. Basically you have to go and like get the items for that. And sometimes there might be like an extra thing you need that doesn't exactly makes you don't need it to make the gloves but it's just like i want this extra item and i think that actually it makes sense for the game because if they had like oh there's a money system like that wouldn't make sense in this context like i, I think the way they've handled it is makes sense for this game i don't know how uh yes nine handles it because yes nine is set in a city that would make sense for a an actual currency system but they might keep the barter sort of system there and like replace it with like a crafting system instead. Um, that's the other reason why the barter system worked because a lot of stuff you have to like craft. You can't just be like, yes, I would like to purchase armor. Like, well, we don't have any armor. We have to actually make it. And somehow the game managed to introduce a, uh, a side quest system and not make it sound like really contrived. So obviously you're the main character. So you have to go out and like, Go out into the world and do shit to help everyone. Um, and rather than just like doing the main quest line and nothing else, there's also going to be a bulletin board in your in your little village where members of the village can be like, hey, I need this item to do this thing. So for example, with uh with Laksha, um, she had a quest where uh basically she wanted some curtains to be put up, or I guess not curtains, um, I guess, like, a a cloth door, basically. Like, a, a way to, like, block off the women's quarters because, like, she and, um... What was her name? Allison wanted some privacy. Fair enough. Makes sense for a side quest. And you basically have to just go get the items for that. They ultimately are just fetch quests. Like, all of the quests so far have been, like, basically MMO quests. Like, go out into the field and collect me ten leaves. But, like, there's... There's reasons why you want that. It's not like, oh yeah, um, I could just like go out and get them myself. Like this is an I a, a deserted island. There are monsters here. It makes sense why they would send you out, the guy who actually knows how to fight the big monsters, to actually go get these items. So it 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 has like the MMO questing system and like that really contrived fetch quest thing, but it gives you a reason why you're actually going to want to do it. The other nice thing about the system, though, is the items are not difficult to farm. Like, getting crafting items and all of these items you need is really easy because, for the most part, they'll just be on the ground. Like, and if you want to pick stuff off of the ground, uh, if you go, I think, two areas away, they respawn. So you can just, like, run back and forth and get the items. When it comes to, like, monster drops, though... The monster drops, from what I've seen, have been fairly common. Like, if you're going to be killing a giant crab, uh, obviously, most of the time when you kill it, the meat's going to be perfectly fine to eat, so why doesn't it drop it most of the time? 
And that's, that's sort of how it works. So collecting items like that is actually quite easy. They obviously are going to be slightly rarer things. And I presume, like, later in the game, uh, the crafting items have, like, a rarity system attached to them when you get to, like, the, the four and the five-star rarity stuff. Presumably that stuff, like, will be harder to get. But from what I've seen so far, it seems like it's setting itself up to not be horrible about it is a good way to put it. And every time I talk about this game, I know I'm I'm always talking about this game right now. Every time I talk about it, I just have more and more of a reason to like it. And as I've said before, I have to go back and uh, and play some of the older games because I am going to probably probably absolutely love them. <laughs> like, if this is how I feel about this one, surely other games in the series are probably good as well. Hmm. Speaking of good things, you may have noticed, I don't know if you pay too much attention, I'm actually wearing um, different earphones today. So these are the, uh, these are a recommendation I actually got from a, uh, a Dankpods video. So these are the, the famous, actually, will you see it? That is a question. Eh. Can we see them? Can we see them? I should just show you a picture, shouldn't I? These are the, yeah, that's not a great way of showing <laughs> These are the famous. Uh, ZSN Pros. So, these obviously are not, like, the most, uh, audiophile grade earphones out there. Like, I don't care about audio that much where I'm gonna go out and buy, like, really expensive earbuds. If I was gonna buy, like, you know, something really great for sound, I'm not buying earbuds, I'm buying a pair of headphones. But there's a couple of really nice things about this. You may have noticed the cable. I don't know if it shows up too well on the camera, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll bring a picture of the ZSN Pros. Uh, ZSN Pro X's, to be specific. Uh, here we go, over on the Z the KZ website. So, these are the gold ones. I didn't buy the gold ones because I don't think I can pull off gold earphones. That's a bit much for me. Um, but this cable... So, let's see if we can find another picture of the cable. It has not, like upgraded cable <laughs> like not like oh yeah we just made like you know the regular sort of earphone cable and then just like braided it no 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 not at all this is a <laughs> this is a braided silver plated cable <laughs> because they're just like yeah we want to make sure this thing doesn't break if this thing breaks, you have tried to break it. This is how stupid this thing is. Like, and most of the cable, uh, obviously it splits off into smaller cables here, but the, um, we're going to show you. The, the lower part of the cable is twice as thick. So basically, for this part here, they've got both of these sides, like, wrapped together, and then they unwrap when they need to unwrap. So that by itself is, like, already stupid enough. Like, I've never seen earphones that have, like, insane build quality like that um also because they you know they <laughs> aren't worried about you know you're not liking the earphones they also have uh can i see it i don't know if you can see it too well all of the like the oh, you should better see it from here maybe uh, it's not gonna show up too well is it e yeah, it's not showing up too well, but, like, all of the inside of this, like, all of the, um, the, like, ear side of this earphone is all, like, clear. So you can actually see 
directly into these earphones and see everything that's going on. Uh, they also have... Oh yeah, this is also another really cool thing that I've never seen before. These aren't wireless earphones. You can get like a, um, a wireless module for them, but they have a removable cable. Like, this cable just plugs into the earphones, which is crazy. Like, that... that <laughs> if this cable breaks, if through some sheer insane situation this cable breaks, you can replace it. And the sensible thing they did is they put the pins on the cable side. So the pins aren't on the earphone. They have like ports for the pins. You're not going to break those ports. Like you've got to do something pretty, pretty crazy to manage to break those. So if you break this insane cable, you could just get a new one and swap it in, which is insane. Like that, that that's mental. <laughs> um, the, the other crazy thing about these earphones though, is like how much they cost. These obviously, as I said, not the most like audiophile earphones ever, but uh, I'm going to show you how much they cost. This is going to be in Australian dollars. They are $37 Australian. 37 So what's that? Like $25 US? Something like that? <laughs> like, that's just... That is just mental. And these things sound really good for the price. Like surprisingly so like i i bought them you're like oh yeah they're 25 dollars earphones they probably don't sound that good like my my point of comparison is obviously my uh sr sr80s and these are the earphones i generally run these things i've had for surprisingly sennheiser did a really good job on these i don't think you can buy them anymore but i've had these things for like three years i don't know i i just chuck these around I think if they've gone through the wash at some point, and they just they just keep working. Like I, I, I beat the shit out of these things, and they just oh, I've got another cable there. <laughs> these things just keep working. I've got another pair sitting around that I found like I think it was like under my couch for like two years or something like that, and they also work just fine as well. <laughs> like I don't know what these things are made of, but these are actually great earphones. And it's really sad that Sennheiser stopped making them, um, but. So far, I've had these things for a few days. So far, the uh, the ZSN Pro Xs are really good. Like, really, really good. And you know what? For like 25 bucks American, you might as well pick up a pair just to see if you like them. Like, there's no harm in it. Like, surely. Also, I've noticed um, they definitely seal off the um, seal off my ear considerably better than these ones did. Um, so these have like a fairly long stem and like, they just like go deep into your ear and block everything out. These ones, like your more standard earbuds were like stop fairly short, which is fine. But I noticed that these tend to like let a lot of, a let a lot of noise come in, even with, um, even with the ear tips that do fit me just fine. The one complaint I do have about it though is... Uh, they've got these, like, janky ear tips that don't have, like, a, a solid, you won't be able to see it, they don't have a solid bit, like, at the base of it, so getting, like, the, the replacement on basically requires you to, like, basically force it on, like, almost break it on, 
it's a pain in the ass, and it's a problem that you obviously have to get in some places. Like, sure, they're, they're $25 American earphones. That has to be, like, some sort of cheaping out at some point. Um, but they didn't cheap out on the audio quality, that's for sure. They sound... They sound great. <laughs> obviously, I don't have, you know, I don't have a pair of, like, Herder 600s to compare against, but... If you're getting a pair of HD600s, like, you know what you're buying when you're spending, like, close to $600 on a, a pair of earphones. These are, like, these are, like, throwaway things. And if you just want a pair of earphones, like, chuck in your bag, hey, there's, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong with these. They're certainly better than most of the other, like, I think not most of, every single other, like, you know, $25 pair of earphones you'll find. Yeah, uh, I like him. I like him, and uh, don't take my recommendation for it. Take the recommendation of someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Go watch Dankpod's multiple videos that he's made where he's brought these things up, and check them out. I think they shipped to me. This is actually crazy for Australia. They shipped to me in like two days. That might not sound crazy for like any of the American viewers, but like. Two-day shipping in Australia is actually mental. Nothing ships in two days. Like, I could get something shipped from, like, the next street over. It'll take, like, a week to get here. I don't know how, but it probably will. Mm. Not these, though. I don't know where they came from. I don't know how they got here so quickly. But I love them. The one thing I am still waiting on from um, Amazon I bought recently is I'm waiting for a new set of... Uh, new set of... Uh, ear tips for my um, my Jaybirds. These are not new Jaybirds by any means. Uh, if you recognise these, um, these are the uh, these are the Jaybird X threes. I've had these things. This is another pair of earphones that I don't regret buying. These things I've had for God, like four years or something like that. I have actually put them through the washing machine more than once. I can confirm the um. These things are definitely uh, definitely watertight, and they they didn't lose any audio quality when they went through the wash. They just kept working. I don't know why, but um, I actually recently lost a couple of my ear tips because it is getting a little old, and when that happens, the uh, ear tips start to fall off, especially the um, the silicon ones. So I want to get a new set of um, foam ones. I didn't buy the comply foam ones. I bought some like knockoff comply foam. Really, at the end of the day, I don't care too much. Like ear, ear tips are ear tips. I don't use these long enough to really care. And I don't wear my Jaybirds to like get good audio. I wear my Jaybirds so I don't have to like listen to people talking to me at work. <laughs> that's why I wear them. So as long as it can do that, that's all I need. And Surely there's no reason why cheap um cheap knockoff comply foam earbuds can't do that. Like <laughs> the the comply foam ones were gonna be a little bit expensive. By a little bit expensive I mean like $35, which in the grand scheme of things, not too bad, especially when like, you know, the Jaybirds. Um But if I can spend like 10 bucks, well and get also I think it was I think I was getting, like, six pairs. I don't know what the, that foam is made of. It probably isn't, like, safe to be in my ear. But, 
hey, if they, if they work, they work. If they don't, well, I wasted $10 and, well, uh, it's a future problem, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of future problems, yeah, future, that works. Sure, why not? Uh, occasionally, I'd be, on occasionally, a couple of days ago, I've been getting at Brody. Think of what you're saying before you try to say it. What are you doing? Anyway, um, yes. A couple of days ago, I had a few people asking me to talk about the tenacity and the sneedacity situation. So if you don't know, those are the two main forks that exist um, with audacity. And there was this weird... It was a fucking dumb situation. So, like, the main guy who was running tenacity apparently was getting, like, uh, harassed by people on 4chan, and people on 4chan were like, we're not harassing him, we don't harass people, which I find very hard to believe from 4chan. So I was, I was in the camp, this guy probably was being harassed, he just, with the, the people who were responding probably weren't the ones doing it. Uh, he ended up stepping down, I don't know if, who's running the project now, I, I think there's an issue here about who's running the, uh, Who's running it? I guess people are actually trying to, like, properly run this now. Okay, that's cool. Um, and the basically what happened is he had a vote on, like, the name. Like, the original guy who was running Tenacity, at the time it was Temporary Audacity. They had a vote on a name. The name that ended up won uh, winning was going to be um, Sneedacity. He didn't like the name. They had another vote. Sneedacity won again. And then the 4chan guys were like, we're going to go make our own fork. And that's what happened. And people were like, make a video about this. This guy is pretending to be harassed. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, I really don't. Like, oh, no. The the the, the guys on 4chan are, are getting bullied back. Oh, no. I'm so, I'm so concerned. Just like, this is fucking boring. Deal with your own bullshit situation. I'm not going to touch it. Um, but at this point, we now have uh, Tenacity here. And then Sneedacity has considerably um, considerably less stars. And considerably less work actually being done on it. By less work being done on it, I mean no work being done on it. Like, at all. <laughs> Like, the only work that was done was... Oh, there was a little bit 21 hours ago. That's impressive. Most of the work that was done was like, oh, we we renamed everything. We changed the artwork out from, like, the the Audacity artwork to the Sneedacity artwork. And at this stage, I don't care to really talk about either of them. Like, at this stage... Neither Tenacity or Sneedacity is actually a real fork. They haven't made any considerable changes. Sure, you've changed out your art, and you've got some potential... potential things you might want to do. And sure, you guys have... I don't know what you guys have done. Neither of the projects have really done anything. Like, like they've made dark themes. <laughs> like, they've made dark themes, basically, and change the readme. So I'm more than happy to like do videos on both or one of the one or both of these projects. But 
I'm not doing so until, like, one of them actually shows that they are going to actually properly maintain this project. Because as it currently stands, sure, there are, like, people who are saying, oh, we'll maintain the project, but no one's really made any considerable changes to the actual code base. And that's one of the things that Muse Group actually did have right. Like, there were things that needed to be done to make Audacity a better application. Like, there were places where you could modernize the interface and actually make it more user-friendly. There were places where you could improve the backend and make it a more efficient application. And then they fucked it by just including the, uh, the telemetry. So that happened. So if these projects actually take what's being done with Audacity and then improve upon that, that would be great. But as it stands, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing anything of the sort really happen. <laughs> oh, I love this. So over the past like week or so, especially since Muda did his video on uh, the Audacity situation... There has been people in here basically at least at least a day or one a couple of times a day making um making issues basically just wasting the uh the maintainer's time which I'm not going to endorse but I will say it's kind of funny um so <laughs> most of the issues that have been closed recently have basically been this. Like, oh, what the hell privacy? New policies backstabbing yourself. There's been stuff about the GPL violation. They'll report it. Or, or you'll report the GPL violation. There's no GPL violation to report. In my video where I talked about the uh, the new like the new privacy policy and why it's not a GPL violation, people got kind of triggered by it a little bit because I explained, like, yeah, no, this is what the CLA lets them do. The GPL does not matter when there's only, like, when Audacity is the sole copyright owner of the project. That's why the the CLA is so dangerous, because it allows them to just break everything like this. But people are still going on about how that's going to happen. Uh, Muse Group, ultimately, I've said this before, but ultimately Muse Group does not care. Like, they don't care at all. You can keep getting really annoyed with them, saying, oh, this is so bad that... Audacity's been taken over, and oh, you can't do this. this is a FOSS project, and so much community work, and all of this stuff. But the, the 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 fact of the matter is, the factor of the matter, the fact of the matter is that the core developers signed away their rights to the code base, and when that happened, yeah, the core developers decided to screw everyone over. I don't know why they did it. I honestly don't. I. I don't know why, but that's what happened, and now you're in the state that you're in. So hopefully either Tenacity or Sneedacity becomes a proper fork, or maybe, like, I don't know, people go start working on, like, Dark Audacity or something, which has existed way before the, um, whole Muse situation. Maybe that ends up getting, like, more development or something, but that's basically just Audacity with a Dark theme, so I don't know if their project really wants to actually be the next main audacity or something like that. I don't know. However, if if any of them do succeed, I will talk about them on the main channel, I guess. And if Muse Group does anything else dumb, people are like, oh, just fork it and stop talking about it. Like, no, I don't want to just stop talking about it. 
I know, even if even those videos don't do well, I want to keep talking about the Audacity situation because people need to know, like, what happens when you sign your rights away to the code base. Stop signing CLAs and then, like, and this problem just won't exist. Like, people cannot take over the code base like this if you just don't let them. Like, this is how simple it is. Do not sign the CLA and there will be no problem. That is all that needs to happen. But that's not going to happen. So I ultimately don't know why they did it, but it happened. Um, it happened, so it happened. Uh, moving on to another another topic that is not this topic. I saw this article on The Verge, and it made me stop for a second. How to update your PS5 controller. Like, hey, that's cool. You can... It's going to tell you how to do it. Stepping back a little bit. You can update a PS5 controller? What? What? I didn't actually read this article. I don't know what that actually entails. Uh, if you're one of the blessed 8 million-ish people who's been able to get their hands on a PS5, you probably run into the controller update uh, process at some point. PS5 has a controller update process. What? I don't understand this. Why, why does a controller have an update process? Like, this right here? I guess this is an Xbox Series 1X controller. This will continue to be an Xbox Series 1X controller until, until it breaks. Until I smash it on the ground and it becomes a million pieces. This is a... PS4 controller, it will continue to be a PS4 controller until I break into pieces. What is that update with a controller? Like, are you shipping your controllers like with broken firmware or something? Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's not that difficult or not that different from a PS4 controller. Like, what did you add to it that could need an update? I don't... Un like, it, it genuinely baffles my mind that Updating a controller is something that a company would even think is an idea that makes any sense. Like, are there articles... Are there, are there comments on The Verge? Uh, there are not comments on The Verge. This is so weird. I don't understand... Like, I know this is just me being, like, a massive boomer, not understanding that, like, you can update a PS5 controller. I just don't understand, like, what there is to update. Like... It's not like you can add new features. Sure, you can't add new features like to a controller. Let's see if we can actually find anyone talking about this. Um, like, does your controller not work properly in some games if you don't update it? Like, what does that mean? Uh, controller update. Uh, let's see. Let me search. Google, do your, do your, your things. Why is it taking a while? Why is my internet now slow? <laughs> I'm trying to search something and now it starts to slow down. Lovely. Okay, that's 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 good. Surely break my topic. Uh duck duck go. Are you going to be better? Like I can load the website instantly, but for some reason. Okay, now neither of them's <laughs> now neither of them's working. Yay! I love it. So so great. Um Okay, well, ignore what I was trying to say then. Uh, I guess we move on to a new topic. <laughs> Did my internet die or something? It has been a bit flaky recently, especially like 
during um, live streams. You might have noticed during like a couple of my recent ones, like I will just straight up drop frames throughout the like, like I I've got a good like ten or twenty seconds in some cases. What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? Google is unreachable. Oh, my chat has died. No, I think my internet connection may have just died. <laughs> okay, well, luckily we're not streaming then. Um, but yeah, I've been dropping my internet connection like fairly recently, and it's been it's been really really annoying. Like I'll just be streaming perfectly fine, six thousand kilobits, not an issue. Kilobyte, yeah, six thousand kilobytes a second, no issue whatsoever. And then, boop, it just disappears. It's like, really, really. And then chat, everyone in chat is like, oh my god, stream died, stream died. And then I can, the, the dumbest thing about it though, is I can even comment in the chat. So like, OBS is clearly still connected to the internet. It's just like, nah, we're just gonna like, stop streaming. And then like a second later or so, it's like, oh, chat can't connect anymore. Even though I was sending messages back and forth fine, I was receiving messages, no issue. I don't know. Australian internet is a mess. That's what I have to say. Australian internet is shit. <laughs> it's it's kind of shitty. Maybe at uh, maybe at some point it won't be. Um, but this is not that point. This is not that point whatsoever. What people are even questioning the idea of updating a PS5 controller? I don't understand this. I think my connection is... Let's do a speed test right now. I think I have like 50 by... 50 by 15, something like that. That sounds about right. You're going to do the speed test? Wouldn't it be funny if the speed test just doesn't work? Yeah, so we're getting 53 down. Uh, it's a 50... Paying for a 50 connection. Uh, sometimes it goes above, above and below. Um... And it's it's fine when it's stable. And it's stable most of the time. It just seems like occasionally it's... Occasionally when I, I need it to be stable, it's not actually stable. Like, I don't care if it's not stable when I'm like trying to like, download stuff from, uh, from, from like Nyar or something. But when I'm streaming, please don't do that. I even make sure that I like, don't leave um, like any of my downloads going. Because I, obviously I know that if like I'm seeding something, that might break my upload speed. I make sure that's gone. It's still get an issue occasionally. The weirdest thing though is it always seems to be around like the same marks. Like I'll get one two hours into the stream and then usually about two and a half hours into the stream. And it only happens with my uh my late night streams. So maybe like I don't know maybe like for some reason even though it'll be like 10 p.m 10 p.m ends up being like a peak hour which wouldn't make any sense. Maybe people are just... Uh, actually, no. Now I think about it. Maybe everyone's just suddenly using Netflix in the area as they're, like, going to bed. That could definitely be a part of... That could get in... That, that certainly could be part of the disruption. Yeah. I can actually... You know what? I'm, I can I can see that. It might be a... That might actually make more sense than I thought it did. Um, maybe at some point I'll be in a house that has a more stable connection. But that, that, that point is not now. <laughs> Actually, it can get worse. Like, I can just go move rural and have a satellite connection uh, at my parents' place. The connection they have works fine. And then at 6 p.m., 
it just dies. It just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like, you're supposed to have a guaranteed speed, but it just... It, they don't, the ISP up there just doesn't care. They're like, whatever. You have internet most of the time, not, not when you really want to use it, you know, when you're actually at home, not working. Yeah, it's a mess. But, um... Actually, on that note... Uh... Why does someone ping me in Discord? What are they ping me for? The video is less than 60 seconds. Oh, right. I, that actually reminds me. So I, I posted my Discord that someone... Oh, that someone. That um, YouTube showed on my gaming channel one of my shorts was watched for over 100% of its length. Which doesn't make any sense. I think it was 100.3%. Which, if you know anything about maths you would know that watching more than a hundred percent of something is impossible so i don't know how they managed to get that number like at all like if it, it makes sense like sure if it's like oh some weird number like i get the whole thing where it's like youtube is going to be um eventual what's what's it, what's it called? Eventual consistency, where like eventually the databases come together and the numbers are actually making sense. But how how does it go above a hundred? Surely you would have like a check for that. Like like okay, if it's above a hundred, maybe something's gone wrong. Um, give me one second. How does it go above a hundred percent? Yeah. Maybe you would have, like, a check for that. Apparently, YouTube doesn't. Um, the shorts... The shorts always have, like, weird... Like, weird statistics around them anyway, because the, the main... The main way I get people actually watching those is hoping that it hits the shorts algorithm, which is different from the regular YouTube algorithm. Um, the way shorts basically work is they work similar to, like, TikTok videos. So, it gets put into the short section, and then they're, like, 60-second videos... People just watch them, like, watch stuff over and over, and they just burn through, like, a hundred videos in, like, a, you know, a, about an hour. Give or take, like, the number of videos, depending on the link. Like, not all of them are 60 seconds, some of them are, like, five seconds, some of them are ten seconds. But you can feasibly watch a hundred videos in an hour. Uh, and because of that, just random-ass videos that I upload end up getting, like, a shitload of views. I think my biggest short right now is at, like, 1,600 views, which isn't a lot for my main channel, but for my short, for my gaming channel, which has 245 subs, and most of the clips, like, naturally get, like, maybe 15, 20 views at most, that is a massive boost. Shorts are weird. You like YouTube shorts are a mess and I'm happy for them to be a mess because the YouTube shorts meta is the best way to grow that channel. No one's caring about like, oh, I'm going to watch like gameplay clips of a channel that has like no subs. No one cares about that. So YouTube shorts meta, I'm going to abuse while I can abuse it. And then after it's uh, can't be abused, hopefully my channel is big enough where it can just grow naturally, but it probably won't be. Um, but I don't care because the gaming channel is just there for fun. Like this channel, really. This channel and the gaming channel are basically just there. Uh, this one, so I can just talk for like two hours and get shit off my chest. And the gaming channel, because I want to play video games, so like, I might as well stream them. Um, but yeah, I was talking about internet connection. So, I actually got a message from one of my mates the other day, 
And I may end up moving from this place earlier than I had initially anticipated doing so. Um, I was planning to stay here basically until I bought my own place to like maybe two or so years from now. Don't know exactly when. I obviously don't, um, don't have any very quick plans to do so. But he's buying his own place soon. Uh, and he also works in the mines. He doesn't want, like, the house to be empty for, like, a week and a half at a time, which I can fully understand. Like, I wouldn't want to leave my house completely empty for that long either. I would be worried that, like, even if, like, I'm in a good area and there's, like, a, a zero crime rate, I would be worried that someone was going to break into the house if no one was there. Um, so he was like, oh, if you want, like... Do you want to, like, rent out a room here? I'm like, hmm. Let me know when you have the house. Like, once you have the house, I'll have a look at the place, and then I'll make, like, I'll make a proper decision. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely considering it, because that would be, that would be nice. Like, it, it would be nice to effectively, like, be in my own place. Like, the problem with, like, having regular housemates is they're always here. All of the time. They never leave. But if, like, you basically... It would basically be the same as, like, having someone stay over, like, once once every, like, fortnight. And I don't think you could get sick of someone as easily like that, especially because I'm, like, good mates with them anyway. Like, we went to high school together. I've known him for... Oh, God, fucking... Close to 10... Maybe longer than... Jeez, I've known him for longer than 10 years now. I'm getting old. <laughs> But I've known him for a long time, so good mates. Um, and I, w I would really, I think that would be a really fun, a, a really good idea. Uh, I'll have to chase him up about it when he actually does get the place. If he still wants someone like to rent out the room, or maybe he doesn't. I, I, I'll, I'll definitely ask him about it if he wants to. I'll, I'll probably be moving, which is going to be fun for my parents because they are the ones who always, uh, always help me move because. Hey, if you have people that have a trailer, why would you pay for a moving company? Like, you could, or you could buy your parents lunch, and one of those is much cheaper than the other. Maybe some lunch and, like, a packet of Jack Daniels. Works out much cheaper in, in my mind. Plus, it usually gets done much quicker. Like, oh, you have to, like, arrange the moving company and, like, get them to come in and they'll like take your stuff over and then they have to like help you unpack it maybe it's maybe it's ultimately like quicker with like the the packing process but the other stuff around it would be a pain in the ass and then you have to like have them come around a certain time i could be like yo yo parents you want to like show off my house and help me out and like tomorrow i'm like okay we'll do that <laughs> So, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know when he's considering buying it. Maybe in like six months or a year. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't really um, followed, him up, followed him up much about it. But if it happens, you'll notice that my background changes. And honestly, because he's not trying to like make money from like renting out rooms. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, he's going to rent out um, for two housemates or something. It's just going to be someone there to like watch the house. I, I might see if I, like, if he gets a three-bedroom, I might see if I can convince him to, like, let me, uh, <laughs> let me turn one of the rooms into an office. And in which case, like, I'm, I'm set, man. Actually, the one thing that would convince me to not do it is if the room was smaller than here. Because, like, we've established before, 
Uh, this is as far as my chair can go back. <laughs> I, I lit. There is literally no room to put my chair back here. So going smaller than this room would not be feasible. It would be possible theoretically, but not feasible. W wait, no, that's not what that word means. It would be, it would be undesirable. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Same size or slightly large would be good. Preferably, if I can get this bed out of my room, that would be great. Or if I can't get the bed out of my room, at least enough space where I can, like, you know, turn the bed. Turning the bed would actually be fine. I, I could work with that. Let's say if, because I've got a, um, a built-in wardrobe over there. If I didn't have that, I could, like, turn the bed and have, like, um, clo uh, closets here or something. That, like, um, uh, like drawers and stuff like that i think would be better and wouldn't take up anywhere near as much space uh because i'm not the sort of person who has that many clothes where i need like a whole big um big built-in closet like most of that is just wasting space so if i didn't have that probably would be better but we'll see hopefully uh hopefully something comes with that and that would be uh that would be kind of cool actually mm. speaking of things that are kind of cool this uh showed up on reddit very recently i think probably like today or something at least cyan po yeah cyan posted it today it did come out today um people have been trying to get me to do the whole vtubing thing for a while i probably won't at least anytime soon but i saw something that is made it much harder for me to say that i won't do it because the biggest problem i've had is that getting like vtubing software working on linux is difficult to say the least like most of the uh the good tools require an nvidia card to do um anything gpu based i have a cpu that's strong enough to do cpu based stuff but i would prefer to do it gpu based if i can and while there are tools that you can run through wine i haven't had any um any luck actually running those tools so it was gonna be shelved for a while and then i saw this uh this person says, I made a VTuber web app with full, uh, with face and full body tracking. The full body tracking isn't great, but the face tracking, surprisingly good. Like, surprisingly so. As you can see, like, the arms are up here and the arms are here. Like, it's not great, but it, it works out well enough. Like, this is adorable. So, I have less of an excuse to not do the VTubing thing now. Maybe it'll happen at some point. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Actually, um, speaking about that, though, I actually do want to get some art done at some point. Uh, I'm thinking about changing up my channel art and also, like, a... Uh, a, a I guess a... I would like probably like an anime style version of my uh, myself so I could use for things like emotes because that's the sort of style that I like and I, I think it just makes sense to go with that. Um, you know, maybe like a, a catboy version of myself. I don't know. But I would like an animeified version of myself and then I could get like channel emotes done and maybe some Discord emotes done. I think that ultimately would be a good idea. I don't know whether I would use that to actually um, do the VTubing thing. I could. That would be good to have an art reference if I end up wanting to get something rigged. Um, but for now, I still think it's a good idea to consider it. I'm considering it. There are things that are 
there are more pressing to purchase. Like, as I've said, replacing the AKG. The AKG is great, but replacing it with a Shore, I think, would be a more important purchase. And getting a better lens is also a more important purchase. But this is one of the purchases where I would... I'm considering it. Or, hey, maybe I could just not... Um, not pay for art to be done and just spend the next four years learning to draw and then draw it myself. <laughs> like, I joke about that, but, like, that is, like, the sort of mentality I have when I'm playing out. This is why I don't play RuneScape anymore. Because that was the mentality I had when I played RuneScape. It's like, oh, yes, I could buy, I think, I think best EXP for fire making, like, per hour was U-Logs. At least at the time. It might have changed now, but I'm pretty sure it was you. Yeah, it was you logs. Um, I would burn Willow and Maple, though, because those were what the, the best experience were uh, and good money for um, woodcutting. And I would only burn the stuff that I cut. Same with, like, training my cooking. I did cooking in free-to-play, only cooking things that I had fished. Obviously, that took more time than I would I like to admit. Um, but don't put it past me to go, like, absolutely insane spending years training a skill just so I don't have to pay more money. <laughs> like, RuneScape has actually ruined my perception on, like, how much money and time is worth. <laughs> like, you can trade some money to get something, like, handled more efficiently. That's, that's a normal thing to do. I, yeah... Like wood cutting, fire making, cooking, all of that, fletching as well, where I I think I did the most efficient way to make money, which was not the most efficient way to make to make experience. Not at all. I think the most efficient way to get experience was like making was it I think it was fletching you bows. Or ma maybe even fletching maple bows or something. But I was making a I was making a certain type of arrow that was a good way to get uh, money. Or like with uh, when I was training smelting, I think I was making like uh, steel bars or something, which is very inefficient because steel bars required one iron and one uh, coal, which meant your inventory is basically half as big. Whereas other things, you only needed one of like one ore. I think gold was better experience, for example, but it was worth less because people needed it less. Um, actually, no, I think people needed it more, but. For some reason, it was worthless. I don't know. RuneScape economy is god-awful. It's probably way worse now. Um, but I, I, I tend to get, like, this is what... I, I tend to get very, um, very focused on a thing. And then, you know, spend a long-ass time on it. And this... This is something I've had to, like, channel into good things. Because if I don't channel it into good things, I channel it into RuneScape. And that becomes a way to waste six years of my life. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I actually did that. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I did that. I wish that when I was younger, my, my parents sort of understood that and forced me to keep doing things that would have ultimately been good for me. For example, there was a brief, I think, like, three or four months where I was, like, super into Taekwondo, and I got, I don't know, Yellow Belt 2 or something. I don't remember what the, the grading system in Taekwondo was, but that's something that I wish I had stuck with when I was younger, 
I could, I could obviously get back into it now, but I have so many other things that I am doing now that starting up something new like that would be kind of annoying to do. But I wish I had stuck with it when I was younger. Like, or I wish, because uh, I was so young. I was like, I think I was 10 or something at the time. I wish my mom was like, no, do this thing. You, It will be good for you. Because, yeah, it would get me actually, you know, it would actually get me being physical outside <laughs> which is something that i am i am i'm lacking right now yes it is like winter so you know you're gonna be lazy to some extent but i feel like i'm being like too lazy when it comes to that i feel like like even just going out for walks like i used to go for walks all of the time um and uh even when it's a good day i i i'm not this this comes with the problem where i I get when I get focused on something like right now YouTube, I let it sort of fill up my day even though it shouldn't. So this week I'm actually missing one of my days because I'm going up to my parents' place on uh, on Friday, and I'm not struggling to get anything done like at all. I'm missing an entire day of my week and everything's just getting done perfectly fine. I don't know how, but it, it somehow is, which indicates to me that I am just very lazy and I let things I let I let work expand out into the time it's given. It's a problem I need to address and yeah, it's a problem I need to address basically. That was the most rambly topic I think I've ever done. I don't even know what that topic was supposed to be about. I think I started wait, I started with this. I started with VTubers and ended up at me being bad at scheduling. How did that even happen? Oh, on that note, I would have loved to show you this working with me. Um, but because of the way that Linux handles cameras, if I go to the website hosting this, it won't actually detect my camera because my camera is being picked up by OBS. I guess I could go like dig out my uh, my C920 and hook that up and do that, I guess. Uh, but I didn't, so try this out for yourself uh have fun with it and you will be like i will be a cute anime girl or a cute anime boy i don't know whatever you're into it's up to it's up to you like you can be both and you can import vrm models i don't know what that format is but that's the format you can use i guess i guess they're like different formats for like how how vtuber models can um can be made i haven't looked into like how um how that actually uh how that actually works anything like that um but hey maybe i will at some point maybe i don't know speaking of vtubers though uh there is a new vtuber in hololive english so iris finally had her debut after god i don't even know how long uh how long we've known about iris for it's been a while it has definitely been quite a while uh since iris was like sort of announced but i watched her debut stream which i didn't actually know was happening until i went to twitter that morning i was like oh whole life english iris is, is, is streaming for the first time like, oh okay i guess i should watch this and iris is her art style is weird her art style is very different Let's see if we can find a good shot of it jesus christ she's already uh she's already being monetized you know what? You can have a Manscaped ad. I like Manscaped. But her art style is very different from the rest of Hololive and honestly the rest of uh, 
from most VTubers out there. Like, it's more of a, I guess, how do you describe it? More of a... I guess it looks more like a, a pencil style, I guess. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> As opposed to, like, more of the, the anime style, like, you're typically used to with a, um, a VTuber. But it looks good. I, I, I do like the art style she has. And she's going to be a fun VTuber. Very fun. Um, she is, uh, she, she's definitely going to get along with people like Kiara because she, has made, she made some jokes throughout her debut stream that were, <laughs> were questionable at best. Um, she, I think she said her favorite food was spaghetti and meatballs and then followed that up by saying that she likes meat and balls. Just like, Iris. You've literally been streaming for like 30 minutes and you're already making sex jokes. Like, how are you doing this? I think she, unlike everyone else, she didn't seem that nervous for her debut either. Like, Callie, Callie was a train wreck for her debut. Gura, uh, Ame, Ina, um, Kiara were all very nervous, obviously. Iris seemed like she was a bit more comfortable being on stream. Um, I don't know, uh, who she was previously, but I imagine she had some sort of streaming experience because she seemed way too comfortable being on camera and way too comfortable singing during a live stream as well. But I expect her to improve as time goes on anyway. Um, that's usually what ends up happening. Like you have their... They'll be trying to, like, play a certain character for their debut, and then over time, they'll, like, sort of shift more into, like, their natural personality. Because ultimately, maintaining a character for, like, multiple hours at a time is uh, quite difficult, I would imagine. And that's why I don't play a character on, like, during my videos. I just, like, am me. I am a weird Australian dude who, like, plays video games and uses Linux, I guess. But... I will probably have to keep up with Iris's stuff uh, and see what she actually does because she's going to be basically the uh, the EN version of Uzki. She's going to be the uh, the what is what is her title V singer something like that. Yeah, Uzki is V is virtual diva. Then Iris is virtual singer. So she's gonna have like a lot of songs coming out, which is good because I like banger music and I can't show you her. The, like, the PV for her EP that's coming out. But holy crap! Like, the EP is going to be insane! I am super hyped for it. The little bit of the song we heard was so, so good! And one of the songs actually sounded like a Myth and Roid song, which isn't a bad thing. I love Myth and Roid. Myth and Roid makes some amazing music. So I'm excited to see what music she does in the future. She's going to be doing um, covers of uh, Hololive songs for the next four weeks, which is awesome. I think every Monday or something, she'll be posting a new cover, which is... I, I can't complain about that. She's a great singer, and I'm sure she'll do a great job with those songs as well. But because we're talking about um, ENV tubers, this was not going to be a topic because I didn't know it was going to happen until like three hours ago. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, Niji Sanji also has an English branch, and they debuted, like, 
two months ago, like actually two months ago, and Niji Sanji was like, yo, um, how about we just have more English VTubers? Like, guys, Lazalite literally debuted not even two months ago, and they're already announcing another branch. Uh, we don't really know anything about Obsidia just yet, besides the fact that they look really cool. I, I do like their designs. I have a feeling... Do not play that. That was very loud. Uh, I have a feeling she's not actually going to be an Ajur Summer character. She's actually going to be like... Uh, she's going to be very, very, very... Uh, Matsuri-like. Yeah, I'm going to say that. That's my that's my, my feeling. But Pomu has already... Um, Pomu has already started to grow her harem. Like, as literally the second that she could, she got them into a Discord call and, like, started chatting them up. Which is, like, you know what? That that sounds exactly, exactly like the, uh, the Pomu that we've, uh, we've, uh, come to love over the past two months. So I, I am excited for... <laughs> what is this here? Obsidia, please follow me. I'm a big fan. Hey, Lyra, did you miss me? No, I forgot you existed, to be honest. Uh... So I am, I am excited for Niji Sanji at the end generation. We don't know anything else about them just yet. Uh, go follow their Twitter accounts and you'll meet them. You'll meet them. You'll, you'll see them being weird ENV tubers from Niji Sanji, uh, which seems to have far less restrictions than, um, than Hololive does, which ends up leading to some like really dumb conversations happening and some really fun collabs happening as well. So uh, Pomu is doing a collab soon. Uh, let's see if we can find the thing from the Vishojo Twitter. Uh, I should have found it before. Should actually, you know what? I should have put it on my list of topics. Uh, Vishojo, can I see the official Vishojo Twitter? Thank you, your Twitter. Rather than showing it in the, um, in the list of searches, you're going to show it from that. Anyway, uh, Vishojo... There is going to be a collab between Pomu from Niji Sanji Yen and Project Melody. <laughs> Which is a questionable collab. You have we have Pomu, who is Pomu, who is Pomu. Um, and then Melody, who is the the very wholesome Twitch streamer and also makes porn. So I can only imagine this going well. I will probably... When is it? 8 a.m. GST on a Thursday. That's before I start streaming. I guess I'll have to watch it before my uh, my stream next week because that's going to be so fucking stupid. I can only imagine how much of a train wreck this is going to be. But it'll be fun train wreck. And... That that's all that matters. It probably won't be anything like what we had with um with, with the the Cali Iron Mouse collab, which was basically just incredibly wholesome. I expect I expect a lot of bad jokes that they will regret. Actually, that maybe Pomu will regret saying when she realizes what she said. Melody, Melody won't. Melody is Melody, but maybe Pomu will. <laughs> I, I love the fact that these collabs, like, are starting to happen now. You're not just having the different companies being, like, their own separate entities. Sure, there was, like, occasional collabs between uh, Hololive and Niji Sanji, but now you're seeing Vishojo 
being a part of that as well, and like you're getting collabs between all three of them. It's just, it, it's fun. I, I like what's happening in like the like the 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 what's the word the with the big VTubers. Yeah, I'm, I like what's happening with the big VTubers, like seeing that the companies are actually starting to work together because ultimately it's the best for the fans and it's the best for the um the the creators themselves. This allows for like really really amazing collabs to happen that. Everyone just wants to see. Like, sure. Pomu Melody? Why not? Oh, actually, one thing we do want to see that hasn't happened yet, which I want to happen, uh, is uh, Fruit and Ina. That would be amazing. Have an art stream between them two. It would be fun. I I, I want to see it happen. Now that now that Niji Sanji and Hololive both have English branches, I expect things like that to happen a bit more with Vishojo. Maybe not with Vey, because Vey, you know, Vey, <laughs> Vey somehow keeps getting herself in trouble. Sadly, I, I, I think it would be fun to have, like, Kiara and Vey working together, but, you know, she does get herself in trouble. Um, which is sad. <laughs> Sorry, I just opened up my Twitter and I saw a really, really, really dumb tweet. But that's Twitter. That's just Twitter in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, do you expect intelligence to come from that website? If you do, uh, you're probably on the wrong website. <laughs> you're probably on the wrong website, I would say. Uh, what else do we have on here? Uh, I've got a, a couple of topics, just deciding which one I want to talk about. You know what? Because I haven't said anything of value this entire episode, let's just keep it up and talk about what I had for lunch. <laughs> so there is a um, place relatively close to my house, that serves uh, Vietnamese meat rolls. I didn't get a Vietnamese uh, meat roll, though, but I, I hear the place is very good. They have, like, a really, really high rating, which is very rare for, like, any sort of Asian places in my area. Most of them have, like, a 2.5 or a 3-star rating at most. And the food there's not bad, but it's, like, you get good days, you get bad days. Most of the time, it's pretty mid, though. This place, though, was doing a, a special, though. They had uh, roast pork and fried rice. And man, I wish I had been to this place earlier. Like, I've been meaning to go there for a while, but there is a Chinese place, like, directly next to it, and I usually end up going there. But I shouldn't have been, because the food does not compare between them. I don't know how the Chinese place is in business being right next to this place. Like, the, the Thai place? Well, I said Thai. What? I said, not Thai. Vietnamese. It's a v the Vietnamese place. The Vietnamese place has, like, the smaller store. Did I say Thai Vietnamese meat roll? That doesn't make any sense. Ignore what I'm saying. The Vietnamese meat roll place. Yes, that one. It has the smaller store. And it shouldn't, because their food is so much better. And their lineup is always way bigger. I don't know, like, how how this managed to, like, come about. Maybe they don't care about having a bigger store because they shouldn't even be in this place anyway. They're in, like, this little shopping centre that basically no one visits. But they could easily get a place in, like, a more populated area and make shit with more money. But I, I guess they just don't care. They just want to make good food. And that that's all, I guess. But I will be going back to this place because, holy crap, Holy crap. I know I'm just saying, holy crap, this food's good, but man, the food is good. So the uh, the roast pork had like 
fork crackling on it. It, was, it wasn't like insanely hard crackling either. Like you bite it and you can actually like, you know, break it with your teeth rather than breaking your teeth on the crackling, which is just gives like a nice crunch to it. The rice, beautiful rice. Uh, it had um, red onions in it as well. And some sort of white vegetable. I don't know what a ve- I don't know what it was. It was some sort of vegetable, but it was good. It was only like ten dollars as well. Just like man, I like the place like right next to you. It's like ten dollars fifty, and the food's so much worse. Like it's not it's not even comparable. Like you get like fried chicken from them, and most of the chicken will just be like batter, and there'll be like this tiny strip of chicken inside of it. But this place also the uh, like the Vietnamese place also does um like steamed rice and chicken and stuff like that uh i haven't had that but i imagine it's good judging by how good the pork dish was probably the chicken dish is really good as well and i guess to like cater to the australians who don't like any sort of like asian food uh they also sell hot dogs why they sell hot dogs i don't know but they sell hot dogs and i don't know if they're good they probably are they're like you can't really screw up a hot dog you have to like try really hard to do that but I wouldn't go to this place to get a hot dog. Uh, the only reason I didn't go to this place earlier, I tried to a couple of weeks back, and I went there at like two o'clock. Um, but they were like, oh yeah, we ran out of rice. Now, for the record, this place is literally, I just bumped my mic, literally across the aisle from a shopping center. So they could walk across the aisle and buy rice. But they just didn't. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're out of rice. Like, no, you're not. Go go buy some. Like, what are you talking about? You're out of rice. The store right there is not out of rice. Rice is very cheap. And I'm sure you can afford it if you ran out of rice. <sighs> Good food, though. And I'll be going back there. Um, that's, uh, that's fairly near the, uh, the stupid pizza place that I've talked about, which is very sketchy that is like... You look like it looks like you're gonna get stabbed if you walk into that place, and and or get kidnapped by the owners. Uh, but the pizzas there are very good. I got a uh, another one there. This was a what was it? it was a satay chicken and mango. Now I don't know why you would put satay sauce on a pizza, and I didn't know if it was gonna be any good. I don't know if it was good. I know that might sound weird, like you ate the pizza. What do you mean you don't know if it's good? It's so different from any sort of pizza I'd ever eaten that I don't know if I can, like, properly decide if it was actually good or not. Like, I enjoyed the food, but I don't know if it was a good pizza. And I don't know if I'm going to buy it again. Like, it was... I I think I'm going to stick with, like, the more normal pizza, you know, like barbecue sauce, tomato sauce, you know. Sauces that normally go on pizzas. But I liked it. They also do a, um... Was it, was it, cur- it was a chicken and... What? Curry chicken or something? Curry chicken pizza? It has, like, curry sauce on a pizza. Once again, that's not sauce that should go on a pizza. But it sounds like a good idea. They, uh... I actually ran out of curry sauce when I tried to buy it. So I got the other uh, satay instead. <laughs> I've heard that Australian pizzas are weird. And, you know, the more I go to this place, the more I, uh, the more I understand that. Uh, let's see if we can find someone talking about it. 
Is this Australia's most controversial pizza, Hawaiian pizzas? Go away. No one cares about Hawaiian pizzas. Um, but yeah, like, I- I've seen, like, what American pizzas and what, like, Japanese pizzas look like. And it's just like, yes, there is cheese and, like, maybe, maybe, like, two toppings on it. Australian pizzas, they were like, you know what? You want, you want all the toppings? You want literally, like, you can get a, a top, you can get, like, a pizza called, like, the pizza with the lot, which is, like, the everything. They just put they just put all the food on it. They just put everything they have on it. And it's just like, this is food. And you know what? They taste good. They do, they do taste good. I, I feel like pizza would be far more boring if I uh, wasn't... Like, you can get, like, boring pizza. You can get, like, oh, I want a cheese and a chicken pizza. I want a cheese and a beef pizza. But that's boring. No one buys that. Everyone wants the crazy pizzas. Because that, that's why you go to a pizza shop here. There's so much good food near me. I'm in such a... Like, that's that's one of the problems I would have with moving. Because I'm in a good... I'm such a good spot to get, like, good food. There's good pizza. There's a good, uh... There's good Vietnamese food. There's good Chinese food. There's good Japanese food. There's... There's... I don't know. There's... There's good... Actually, there's a good American place as well. Like, there's a place that does, like, really good American food. There's a good burger joint. Like, there's so much good food here. It's such a good spot for food. But also, I... I don't go out to eat that much. So is it really that, um, is it really that important to me? I don't know. Occasionally I do want to go out for food. And if I go to a place that has mainly shit food, I'll end up going to like my usual go-to. It's always safe in Australia to just go to a fish and chip shop because for the most part, you can't really like screw up a fish and chip shop. You can make it like really oily, but that's about it really. Like as long as the food's cooked, like, as long as you buy, like, you know, the fish isn't still, like, flapping on your, in your food, he's probably going to be good enough. Or, like, if you buy a schnitzel and the schnitzel is, like, you know, cooked, it's probably going to be good enough. But that gets boring very quickly. Like, you can find good fish and chip shops everywhere in Australia, but finding, like, good pizza and, like, good Chinese is a bit, 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 little bit harder. You know, maybe I'll just drive, like, 20 minutes to, like, get good food. I... Hmm. I don't know, maybe. Or maybe I'll just get like KFC and McDonald's all the time. That always ends up um <laughs> that always ends up being good. Actually KFC here is doing a really good deal right now. It's gonna make me very fat. Um They're doing a ten tenders for ten dollars deal, which is a lot of tenders, but it's also very cheap. Like they're usually the deal you get is like twenty-four nuggets for ten dollars. Which also is a lot of nuggets. Mm, they both sound very good, though. Oh, I'll, now I want to get some KFC. Maybe I'll get some KFC on the weekend. Because I'm, I'm going to be up at my parents' place, and maybe we'll go up to, like, Renmark or something where there is a KFC. When you live rural Australia, the number of KFCs and McDonald's that exist is minimal. But they do exist, and you can find them. So, maybe. Um, or maybe we'd go to, like, this... Actually, have I told this story before? I don't know if I have. I think it's in... No, it's not in Morgan. I don't remember where it is. Um, up in the South Australian Riverland, there is a place that is run by a Greek, an Indian, and a... Greek, Indian, and Chinese guy. Yeah, Greek, Indian, and Chinese guy. And I guess they couldn't decide, like, what to like make their store about so instead of like being like yeah we're gonna do make this kind of food or this kind of food they just said 
screw it, and made all of them. So this place has Greek food next to Chinese food next to Indian food, and it makes no sense, but the food there is really good, and I don't remember what the place is called. I wish I could, uh, wish I could say it, uh, and I wish I could say where it was. I might have to ask my mum where it actually was located, because the food there was, like, stupidly good, and it shouldn't have been. Like, a store like that shouldn't make any sense, but somehow it works, Somehow it does, and I really like the idea, because I can't think of any other places like that. Like, sure, you might get, like, you know, Japanese and Chinese food all, like, being mixed together, because there's a lot of people who can't, they really just can't tell the difference. But, like, I think most people can tell the difference between Chinese food and Indian food. Like, unless you're actually, like, a moron, I think you can do it. Or, like, I think you can tell the difference between, like, Greek food as well. Like you, like oh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna like a euros, and you want some other stuff. Like I think you can, you could tell that that's that's not the other ones. I think that's actually another thing. There's a good Indian place here as well. <laughs> There's so much good food here. Why? Right? And I can just like go, um, I can go like five minutes down the road and find even more good food. Like too much good food. It makes me, like, I, I, I want to save money, but there's so much, like, good food around that it, I end up eating out more than I should. Maybe it's not good for me to be here, actually, because I end up wasting more money than I should. Like, I've got, I, I can afford, I'm not, like, struggling to pay my rent or anything, but I would like to save some money. So when I actually do buy a house, like, you know, I don't, I don't actually, like, spend all my savings and have nothing left after I buy, like, you know, after I, you know, get the deposit and I, I you know buy furniture and stuff. Actually, in the case of furniture, I'm going to try and spend as little money as I can. If I can spend zero dollars on a couch, you know what? I might. We've talked about this before, about how I have the idea where I want to furnish an entire house without spending any money, and I might consider it. It might be a good idea. <laughs> Couches are expensive. Or maybe I'll just put beanbags in my living room. That's all... Hmm... An idea. I like. Actually, like that idea. Bean bags and I. I will have a bean. There will be a bean bag. I want a bean bag. I can't put a bean bag in here because there's no space for it. But I will have a bean bag. And maybe like I don't know, a gaming chair as <laughs> No couch, just a bean bag and a gaming chair in my living room. That's all. Not a bad idea though, is it? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it is a bad idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. There will be a beanbag. Whether there is a couch or not is another question, but there will be a beanbag. Speaking of dumb decisions, I've talked about how I'm, like, trying to grow my hair out a bit. I don't know if I'm going to go, like, you know, full-on critical with it and, like, you know, have the glorious manes again, uh, which I used to have. I showed a picture of it on my live stream once, but I used to have, like, hair that was as long as Critical's. So I could do it again. I didn't have a beard at the time. I had a goatee, which was a bad idea. The goatee looked horrible. I think with the beard and long hair, it actually would work out. Uh, but I don't know if I want to go that long. I might just stop at, like, uh, like how long, like, the anime man's hair is. Um, I'll see if we can find a picture of the anime man. Should be easy enough. He is, uh, has many, many, many videos. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. There's, there's Mr. Anime Man. Maybe I'll, like, grow my hair out long enough. Uh, lo as long as this. I don't know. I, I, I don't like it being as short as it is. I think... I think the hair being a bit longer does look better. Hmm. Plus, you know, getting my hair cut, like, every so often is 
annoying and I'd rather not. So, <laughs> growing the hair out sounds like a good idea. How how long it gets grown out for is a whole other question. But the length it is right now is like an annoying length where it's not long enough to like do anything with it. But like it's very easy for like locks like this to just get stuck there, and that's really annoying. So like bat it away and then like come back and like the hair's like going like over my eyes as well. But it's not long enough to do anything with. And there's like these bits over here which like sit down over here and like stick out. It's just an annoying length. In like a couple of months, it'll be fine. But right now, it's just uh, it's just kind of a mess to work with. And I I expected that to happen because my hair tends to get like fairly curly when it gets a little bit longer. So I I very much anticipated this being a problem. Um, I didn't think it'd be a problem this quickly though. But I knew it would be a problem. But when the problem goes away, then hey, we'll have stupid hair again. And now would it be on camera? So now, now it would be encapsulated in history. There's a couple of pictures from when I had long hair, but uh, I, I didn't have a channel back then. So like, you, you don't, you're not going to have hours upon hours of footage with like my hair progressively growing over time. Actually, that's, that's one fun thing. Um, you will be able to like catalog my hair actually growing over the weeks because I, I record all my videos in one batch and then they go up later. So if you just take a video from each week, you'll see my hair growing over over that period. If you do that for like an entire year, you'll probably be able to like make some sort of like montage with it. Maybe I'll do that myself. I don't know if I have the effort to do so, but maybe I will do so myself. I think that might be entertaining. Maybe not a good idea, but entertaining for someone, I guess. Probably not. Probably not at all. But at any point, if I decide that long hair is, you know, a horrible idea, I can always get rid of it. Like, I'm not going bold. I can always try it again later. I might go bold at some point, though. Um, boldness does run in the male side of my family. So, yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect me. I don't know if I'm going to, like, skip a generation. I don't know. We're fine right now. Like, I'm not getting any, like, thinning or anything. I still have barbers saying, look... Hair is like really thick. Like, okay, thank you. That's 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 nice to know because it, it means that we're not going bold. <laughs> Don't have a receding hairline or anything. I've just always I, one of the guys at work was like, Oh, your hairline's up so high, you have a receding hairline. Like, nope, this is just how big my forehead has been my entire life. <laughs> so that's not a problem. But hey, at the at the first sign of me actually going bold. Ah, uh, it will be gone. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people who, like, holds onto the hair for ages, has, like, you know, the the circle thing going on, with like, a patch in the middle that's missing, and it's, like, slowly growing out over time until you have, like, this fucking ring of hair around your head, and you look like you had a hat glued to your head, and, it, like, you took it off and you ripped all your hair off. Not going to do that. No, if, if, it, get a, if we get a bowl patch up here, all of it's gone. Completely all of it. I'll shave my head, I'll just have the beard, and I'll be one of those people that have, like, a um, full beard while they have no hair on their head. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, but, hey, at that point, you might as well just accept your fate and try to make it work rather than, uh, rather than trying to, like, hold on to something that you're going to lose. 
just accept that accept that your your life will only go downhill from here actually no except you probably get, will go uphill to be honest get rid of the hair early so you get used to the bold look and then you won't have to deal with like trying to get used to it 10 years from now when it actually becomes a serious problem and you look completely ridiculous if you don't actually get rid of it so maybe it'll be a problem for me later in my life but now though not a problem um yeah we're closing in on two hours uh so i think it might be time to like end off the podcast i reckon um so that means you should go check out a channel now what channel am i gonna say that you should go watch today uh hmm i've mentioned dank pods before but do i want to say you should watch dank pods again you know what i'm gonna say yes because i recommended the zsn uh pro x's go watch dank pods he's an aussie and that's already a good enough reason to watch him. He has a, uh, a much cooler accent than I do. But, yeah, he also doesn't show his face. So I, I get points on that front. But, like, his accent is pretty awesome. He's got a much more, much thicker, like, bogan accent than I do. My accent is kind of a mess because I, like, grew up in rural Australia and in, uh, and, like, in the suburbs like half my life so my accent is like this mash between the two and it's like somewhere in the middle plus i watched a lot of americans growing up which means that my accent's also weird because of that as well but dank pods has a very australian accent like you if you picture like the sort of like modern australian accent that most people know um not like the get out of mate like the think of what you like maybe you have no idea what i'm talking about maybe this is just an australian thing i've had people say that like when i put on like you know a thicker australian accent something like this that like this sounds exactly like my regular voice and i have to tell them you're absolutely insane because that's clearly a very different accent i don't know if people are just deaf or something or maybe it's like you just have to be immersed in like the Australian accent, like, be able to notice a difference like that, but that's clearly a different voice to me. Maybe not to other people. I don't know. I, I do get that, like, especially if English is your second language, determining accents can be sort of difficult, but I know that sounds very, very different. Like, I'm sure of it. Surely. I, I can't be going that crazy. Maybe I am. It's possible. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, check out Dank Pods. Go watch his Cashy series where, actually, in this one, he's driving. Okay, I'm going to show you his car that he drove because it's fucked. Absolute fucked. <laughs> uh, can we see a picture of the front of it? Look at this thing. <laughs> Look at this car. Also, he has a, a snake called, um, Frank. And the snake has an Instagram, because why wouldn't it? If that's not a good enough reason to sub to his channel, so you can see Frank the Snake, then I don't know what is. So, go, go, go watch Dank Pods, and find out why these earphones are good, and find out why Cashies is the best store on the planet. Yeah. Uh, that will be everything for me. So, 
before I go, I would like to uh, thank my supporters. A special thank you to... Let me bring up the list. A uh, special thank you... Let me bring up the list again. Joachim, Donald, Logan, Michael, Andre Mitchell, Nathan, David, Carl, Will, Brennan, Chico Bento, Jamie, Joseph, Josh, Michael, Peter, Stephen, Tews, through Tony Tushar, and all of my $2 supporters. Uh, if you want to go watch my main channel, that is Brody Robertson, where I upload usually six days a week right now, and I usually do a live stream on the Saturday. Uh, I guess the week after you see this, the week, the week before, the week before you see this, uh, I didn't do a live stream that week because I was at my parents' place. That's going to be in two days from now, but that won't be a problem for you guys when you see this because this will already be out. This will be out after that. Um, I've got a gaming channel that is Brody Robertson Plays where I live stream twice a week and upload about five or so YouTube shorts. Right now we're playing through Kingdom Hearts and Ender Lilies. I am getting very close to the end of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, mainly just trying to finish off the Hades Cup at this point and then finish the game. And then maybe we'll take a break from Kingdom Hearts, but I... Maybe. I, I'm thinking about it. And we'll play, maybe I don't know, maybe like Cyber Dimension or something. Or maybe Tales of Berseria. And then do that for the next 30 weeks. I don't know. I've got things... Um, actually, Neo Automata. That could be fun as well. But maybe play something that isn't grey. I don't know. I'll work it out later. That's a that's a future Brody problem, not a, not a present Brody problem. Uh, or maybe we'll play Celeste or something. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, this podcast is available as an audio release basically anywhere. If you search for Tech Over Tea, you will find it. The video version is available on YouTube and Odyssey. It comes out two days earlier on Odyssey than it does on YouTube. Also, the that's two days earlier than the audio release as well. Um, yeah. I think that's everything. I don't think anything I have to say. Um, yes. Make sure you feed your snakes, otherwise they will eat your other pets. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. So. I'm out. Where's my stop button? There it is.